Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. Hi, I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I'm so glad that you could join us for the word of the Lord tonight. You know, God's been waiting for us to come together this evening because he has some some words he, he wants to share with his people, and I sincerely hope that that's why you're here, because you want to hear from God. Amen? That's why I'm here. You say, no, you're the pastor, you have to preach the message. Well, yes, that's part of it, but I want to hear what God has to say too, amen? Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for all of his kindnesses toward us, and we give him praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You know, our Heavenly Father watches over us continually. He likes to keep up with his children, and he is pleased when his children want to commune with him. Amen? Amen. So we're all here together in the name of the Lord, and God is blessing us. God is blessing us. As we press through in this time of seeking his face, you'll begin to see something breaking open. Sometimes it just starts deep inside of you. And as you move forward in faith, God will work on your heart. That's right. He'll work on your heart in places you didn't think anything was wrong. Well, God saw something that needed some correction. So he'll work on your heart that way. Amen? And as he does, you'll find that you change and you didn't realize that you had changed. Amen? You'll change and you will not realize that you had changed. So just because you don't see it at that moment doesn't mean God's not busy. He is busy. He's very, very, very busy inside of his believers. Amen? So we should thank him always and trust him because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for bringing us all together in his name. And we want to thank the Lord for his protection over us. Uh, I'm still uh, collecting the sympathy cards for uh, Sister Margaret and family. So if you accidentally forgot, here's your little reminder. Go ahead and send it. (laughs) Amen. And we're uh, lifting Sister Margaret and her family up during this time of bereavement. And we're lifting up Sister Fabi, who had the accident last week, and she hurt herself and her vehicle. So we're asking the Lord to to bless her. And we had uh, another little um, small bump, but I firmly believe that that'll be all right. Amen? God will take care of that. So thank you, Lord, for your protection. You see, saints, it matters whether uh, we um, whether we have God's protection in our lives. 
we live in very perilous and dangerous times, and things happen without notice. Things actually happen faster than we can imagine. It's extremely important that you remember God's divine protection over your life. Amen? There are those who have not had it, and they left this life. It's important to remember God's protection over your life. And it's not something that we take for granted. I know you go out to the grocery store and you come back in, you're busy putting your groceries up and this and that and trying to find the receipt and all of that other stuff. But you need to take out a moment to thank the Lord for his protection, for getting you there and back safely. Amen? Amen. You never can tell when other people will begin to act in ways that are unpredictable. Things happen that you can't predict because you never imagined such could ever happen. So don't take the protection and safety of the Lord for granted. Always remember to thank him. Thank him. Amen. Because God is gracious and he's good to us. And he provides what we need. But we don't want to take him for granted. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, international, internet church, non-denominational. And we meet on the internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that happens to be where you are. Now, if you're a person that you're having to recast this because you're at work when we come on the air live, that's all right. Amen. But drop me a line at gproom at outlook.com periodically, so I know how you're doing. Amen? Amen. That's right. Pastor said, drop her an email at gproom at outlook.com periodically, so I'll know how you're doing. Praise the Lord. So, as I was saying, this is your first time listening. Then you need to listen uh, through your phone at area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. That's area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. And if you're on a computer, look through your screen or on your phone. Amen? Because we're in the process of broadcasting live. The sermon is being recorded as we're doing it. Amen? Amen. So I would encourage you to do just that. If you're sitting there going, I can't hear anything, it's because it's presently being recorded. That's why. So I encourage you to do it that way. Now, on Sundays, we have service too. That's right. At 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S., and whatever time that happens to be in your time zone. And we celebrate Holy Communion 
and the word of the Lord. So we invite you to join us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's see. I think I I gave the only announcements I had already. I'm happy to see the growth that's taking place in the saints. Some people are really catching on to what God wants us to be and to do. And some of you need to get a little bit more pep in your step, so to speak, and get on with what God has. Amen? Amen. This is revival season, and God is getting us ready for our part, our additional part. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, please, um, I see our brother is up here encouraging everyone to ask the Holy Spirit which sermons we need to listen to in the archive sermons during the week. Well, I would encourage you to do that. That's very important. It's an important part of your growth and development. You come up on the website. You ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive, and he will direct you to the sermon God wants you to hear. Amen. This is not a circus where you, oh, let's go see the elephants, and let's go see the clowns. And No. God knows what's in each sermon, and he knows what you need, and he knows what he wants you to know. So let him direct you, and you will be the better for it. Amen? You know, there are people who don't want anybody telling them what to do, but that won't work with God. When you don't want him telling you what to do, that's called rebellion. That's not the way to get blessed. Let's put it that way. So ask the Holy Spirit very humbly to take you into the archive sermon and allow you to hear what he wants you to hear. He noticed this is not, I did not say, oh, I'm going to go up there and see the titles and I'm going to pick one. No, that is not what I said. Because our archive doesn't work that way. That's not the way it works. The title doesn't always tell you what the message is about. Ah. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest that you follow the direction so you can get the blessing that God has for you. Amen? Amen. Don't forget, we're still praying for Sister Margaret and for Sister Favi and anyone else that had a little spill in their automobile. Amen? And we're still doing our, our regular prayers that are a part of this season of seeking the Lord. Praise God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your tender, loving care over us. We want to thank you that we're underneath your wings, that you watch over us carefully, you listen to us, you attend to our prayers, and we believe, Lord, that you're developing us into the Christians that you have always wanted us to be. We want to thank you, Lord, for showing us the right way. Help us, Lord, not to be so unyielding with you. Help us to humble our haughty little selves and submit to you and not walk in our own ways, 
and not use our own opinions. But in all of our ways, we will acknowledge you, and you will direct our path. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us the beauty of humility, the beauty of submission. Amen. The beauty of ditching the pride in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, up until now, Father, we've thought, oh, we're blessed. But when we ditch that pride, we really find out what blessing is all about. So help us there, Lord. Those of us, some people have personalities, Lord, where that's a hard place for them. But help them, Lord. We need your grace. We need your love. We need your mercy. And we thank you. We thank you for it, Lord. You tell us, Father, to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the strategies and tactics of the devil. We thank you, Lord, that your armor is impenetrable. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the armor that you've provided for us to wear for protection from all assaults of the enemy. Help us to remember to put on our armor carefully every day and to never forget to dress ourselves with your protective gear. We will gird up our loins with your truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness. We will wear the shoes you've given us, the shoes of the preparation of your gospel of peace, and we will buckle the shield of faith, and on our head we will place the helmet of salvation as we take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We will pray with all kinds of prayers that you give us in your spirit, and we will faithfully watch with all perseverance and prayers for the saints. Give us insight into the cunning craftiness of the enemy, Lord, to prepare us to stand against him in your faith and your power. Thank you for showing us, Father, that there is indeed a warfare taking place and that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Through your power, we will be sober, serious-minded, and vigilant, Father, while we wear your armor because we realize that our adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. With your help, Father, we will resist him and he will flee from us according to your word. Your protection keeps us safe, Lord. How grateful we are that we do not have to engage in spiritual warfare in our flesh because the weapons you've given to us are not carnal. Instead, they are mighty through you, Father, to the tearing down of every stronghold. It is your power that enables us to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against your word and against knowing you. Through your grace and power, we will bring every thought into captivity 
to obedience to you. Thank you for the spiritual power you are imparting to us, Father, and for the protection that your armor gives us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We repent of our sins and our faults and our shortcomings and our errors and our transgressions, and we thank you, Lord, that you forgive lavishly. And so we do too. We forgive all such that should be forgiven by us, and we do it from the heart as an act of our will in obedience to you, Father. We forgive everybody who cut us off in traffic and didn't use their turn indicator and just shot across three or four lanes at one time and almost caused three or four wrecks. And people, Lord, who just, as you know, we're making a left turn, they decide that's their time to make a right turn. Well, Father, we thank you that you kept us safe. We thank you, Lord, that some of those people, Lord, they need to be saved. So we submit them to you, Lord, as candidates for salvation in Jesus' holy name. We ask that you save their souls and get a hold of their minds, Lord, that they can make it until they get saved in Jesus' name. We bind the devil for continuing to use them as weapons against the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to give you praise, give you glory, and we give you honor. You are shepherd, Lord, and we shall not want. And no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that has risen against us in judgment, we condemn it now, Lord. No matter where we have to go and what we have to do, we take authority, dominion, and power over the works of the enemy, Father. If the enemy has gone out before us, Father, we thank you that you've already taken care of it. We give it over to you. We cast our care upon you, Lord, because we know that you care for us. So we hand that over to you now, Father, right now in Jesus' name. We declare that the blood of Jesus Christ speaks for us. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks for us. We take authority, dominion, and power, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, over the mouths of persecutors that would persecute us with their mouths, Father. People that allow the enemy to use their mouths as a weapon against us. We forgive them, Father, especially those that are Christians. And we ask you, Father, to have mercy upon them, to convict them of their sin, Father. And whatever your judgment is in the case, we thank you for it in Jesus' holy name. We tear down those words in the atmosphere. We bind them up in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid any spirit to make them operative in Jesus' name. We put them deep and submerge them under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind every evil work of the enemy against our lives in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. For your for the sword of the spirit, tearing through strongholds of the enemy, destroying them in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that the angels attend to the word of God coming out of our mouths in Jesus' name. 
We ask you, Lord, that all of those who have used their mouths as weapons against us, we release a blessing upon them, the blessing of maturity in Jesus Christ. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor for it in Jesus' name. Those that have formed ill opinions of us, Father, we tear those opinions and strongholds down in the name of Jesus. We declare that we are who you say we are. Mm Mm-hmm. It's God who justifies us. Who can stand against us? We thank you, Father, that the blood speaks for us. Thank you, Father, when we go to do business. That you go out before us and that you lay the, the, the ground and the land out for us, Father. And our lot falls in favorable places, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for favor with you and favor with men in Jesus' name. We bind every haughty and every arrogant spirit that would attempt to assault us in Jesus' name. We bind every demonic entity that would speak a curse over us in the name of Jesus Christ or over our reputation in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that every time the enemy attempts to attack us, that you have already responded in the name of Jesus Christ. We tear down all those verbal assaults that have been aimed at us, Father, in Jesus' name. All of those verbal assaults. And we raise the shield of faith that quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked, Father. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Every tongue that has risen against us in judgment, it is now condemned because this is our heritage as the saints of the Lord. We thank you, Father, for the blessing in Jesus' name. We seal their mouths with the blood of Jesus Christ. We gag their mouths with the blood of Jesus Christ. We put a muzzle over their mouths with the blood of Jesus Christ. And we give you praise, glory, and honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus We bind the mouth of every demon that has been yakking against us in Jesus' name, persecuting us with their mouths, murdering our reputation with their mouths. We bind those mouths, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ and all those swirling words that have been released. We tear them down and destroy them in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the victory in this, Father, in Jesus' holy name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the work of the enemy, talking about us behind our backs, saying things that just are not the truth. We bind the liars in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the false accusers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their methodology. We bind their strategies. We bind their schemes. We bind their tactics. We bind their words. We bind their thoughts. We bind their evil. We bind their wickedness in Jesus' holy name. We give you praise for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Every demon that has attacked us verbally in the last 10 years, we bind you in Jesus' name. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We we sever these demons apart. We send confusion and division into the enemy camp. 
You will not gain strength nor power from any other spirit in the name of Jesus. God has placed you under our feet, under his foot. As we are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All the unkind remarks, all the slander and gossip and backbiting, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return it where it came from in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, all the jealousy, all the envy. Father, we thank you for releasing your ministering spirits to clear the atmosphere in Jesus' holy name. Clear the atmosphere, Father, in the name of Jesus. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, that you supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, our Lord, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because we know that you care for us. We thank you for your warring, linking angels, your praising angels. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your ministering spirits, your praising angels, Father, but we thank you most of all for the attendance of the Godhead whenever we come together in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. We give you praise, glory, and honor, and Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. In the name of Jesus, we take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in the name of Jesus. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness, and we send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, listening, reporting, watching, peeping, 
whispering familiar devils, all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching, spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations which are demons. All the bi- we bind all Leviathan spirit. And their attacks. Brainwashing and Kundalini spirits in their attacks. Water and marine spirits in their attacks. Sex devils in their attacks. Unclean spirits in their attacks. Passive devils in their attacks. Sorcery devils in their attacks. Seducing, womanizing, drone and whoredom spirits in their attacks. Pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits. The Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons in Jesus' name. All voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks. All targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons in their attacks, microwave attacks. Debilitating sonic frequency attacks, Rolladia 5G and all their attacks in Jesus' name, all the components, and everything coming off the satellite, through the cell towers, through our devices in Jesus' name. We divide and separate the satellites, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, and all the injuries that they are doing to people and to our climate in Jesus' name. Every time they send a rocket up or a missile or or a satellite, whatever it may be, Father, they disrupt the environment that you created around the earth, and they cause problems for the people on the earth, problems for all of your creation here on earth in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father, in your mercy and grace to heal the atmosphere. We ask you to heal the atmosphere, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And reverse the effects of the ill works that people have done against the creation that you made in the name of Jesus Christ. They create a problem, Lord. Then they want to label it global warming. Then they want to label it climate change. And then they want the solution to be attacking people and attempts to control people. But that won't work because that's a lie. And lies are no match for the truth. Ringa de Ringa de 
Father, they have altered the way the oceans move across the earth. We ask you to restore it as you would have it to be, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you, Father, to punish those who have a people with their evil in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We bind all pulse weapons and their attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Chinese, Russian, Indonesian, Malaysian, tribal, islander, Latin American, Caribbean, black and white magic, voodoo and hoodoo, the occult, and witchcraft wherever it's being practiced in the name of Jesus. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all more Jelen's attacks, and we return the attack, every attack to the sender. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. Father, we put the culture of corruption into the spiritual cage, and we lock it shut in Jesus' name. Woo. Thank you, Lord. We send that cage to the feet of Jesus to be judged. We thank you, Lord. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our cultures. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and the rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the formation of bullflies and other demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the growth, and every human reasoning and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents, and we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, undermine, confound, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. 
We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and we bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to senders according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website. Returning to sender, all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, and jujus in the name of Jesus. Returning to sender, all Nigerian witchcraft. Returning to sender, all tribal witchcraft and jealousy. Returning to sender, all Chaldean witchcraft in the name of Jesus. Returning to sender, all witchcraft formed in Kabbalah in the name of Jesus. According to the covenant in Jesus' name, we bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. Make believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, magic, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirits and the children of disobedience. We buy martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem. Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings. And we we send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, animal, fecal, food, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, unyielding, deception, form of every form of rebellion. Scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, all false deities, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Kali, Apollyon, Mammon, Atlas, Zeus, Neptune, Python, Molech, Basilic, and Baphomet, and it's 72 in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness and send you into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We break the power of all the Masonic, every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and ceremony in Jesus' name, and that of the associated organization in the name of Jesus. We cut ourselves free from all such in Jesus' name. 
We bind all the undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals in the name of Jesus. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind the rituals, brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. We bind their Masonic writing in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind the work of errors in our life. We bind being misled. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves in the name of Jesus. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it in Jesus' name. We bind dullness of mind. We bind passivity in Jesus' holy name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven, and we bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief and whom we serve and obey. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command you to leave us right now in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, and for all who are in authority in Jesus' name. And all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We bind all verbal attacks and false accusations in the name of Jesus Christ coming against any saint of God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We cover ourselves and our mode of transportation, Father, and the road that we travel in the blood of Jesus. We take authority and dominion over uh, any interference in normal transportation in Jesus' holy name. 
even if we're on public transportation. Oh, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone trying to get into our thoughts or into our dreams. In Jesus' name. We command them to stay away, and we send their evil right back to them in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask for uh, your warring angels to war over us and over our property as we sleep through the night, Father. We pull out, in the name of Jesus Christ, all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, or anything sent to us from the demonic realm in the name of Jesus. And we toss it right out the window in the name of Jesus. We throw it out in Jesus' name. We cut and burn and destroy connections, cords, ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We cut free in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. 
We return to senders, spirits of hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, and all the demons that work with them in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to senders, spirits of blindness, bondage, heaviness, and fear in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for breaking the yoke. Setting the captive free. Bring them to repentance, Father, in Jesus' name. Convict their hearts unto repentance. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it in the name of Jesus Christ. And we release over the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry the blood of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, saints, tonight our featured psalm is Psalm 71. And our featured ebook is Dangers of Astral Projection. Dangers of Astral Projection Bible Study. Our verses for meditation, we have two of them. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. And Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16, King James Version. And our guest call-in number remains, area code 5, I'm sorry, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. On guard against the devil. On guard against the devil. Saints, we have an assignment from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief. A commander-in-chief is the supreme leader commander who provides leadership, directions, and orders to be carried out by the military forces. That's right. That's what a commander-in-chief does. We need to remember that, saints. We need to remember that. You know, some of us don't see Jesus as our commander-in-chief, but everyone needs to who's a Christian, you see. You must recognize him for who he really is, and he is our commander-in-chief. We, as saints of the Most High God, are in God's militia, stationed in the earth. We are in God's militia, stationed in the earth. The Lord Jesus Christ issues orders of his absolute authority. Amen? Amen. In the exercise of his absolute authority. Complete authority. Amen? Ephesians 
chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. (coughs) Excuse me. You see, Jesus has a high position. He is seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, far above all principalities all powers, all might, all dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. You see, it's this Jesus that we've talked to all week long. Amen. We've asked our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, to establish his authority and order in our life. We've said, Lord, correct my life, correct me. Lord, come and reign over me. That's right. Lord, come and reign over me. You know, we've talked about this time in the Bible where uh, Samuel was the judge and he had gotten older and his sons did not walk in his ways and the people decided they wanted a king. It grieved Samuel that the people would ask for a king and the Lord comforted Samuel by saying, Samuel, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. They don't want me to be their king. They want an earthly king to judge over them and to go in and out before them in war. They want to be like all the other nations with just an earthly king. They don't want God Almighty to rule and reign over their lives. And some of us are pretty much the same way. We act that way. We think that way. We believe that way, and we behave that way. We're forever looking for someone in the natural to be our leader and guide us and tell us what to do 
and solve all of our problems and on and on and on and on. And we are just as wrong as the Israelites. We are called out of the world as Christians. We are called in fellowship with God Almighty. We are called to depend on him, to listen to him, to obey him, to serve him, to honor him. We're calling for God to reign over us. We're doing the exact opposite of what the Israelites did. We're asking God to be our leader, not a human. Praise God. You know, some of us don't want much responsibility in life. So we want some other human to lean on so they can take the the brunt of the responsibility and we can just kind of float on on their coattails. But God didn't design it that way. God didn't design it that way. And we need to go with God's design. Amen? Some of us think, oh, I can't go it alone. Well, you're not alone. God Almighty is with you. God Almighty is with you. The all-powerful creator God of every universe that has ever been or ever will be. He's with you. So how is it that you're alone? Explain that to him, please. Amen? So, we need to change the way we've been thinking. We need to think in line with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to think in line with the scriptures. Amen. God's power is much greater than the devil's power. In fact, there is no comparison. There is no comparison at all. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. We've overcome the world because we're of God. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, speaking of the devil and the demons. Greater is God in you than he, the devil and his demons, that's in the world. So, that brings us to another point. Saints, do you believe this? Do you? Do you actually believe this? Some do, some don't, some will, some won't. Do you really believe that the abiding presence of God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit inside your spirit, man, which is inside of your body, is in real life greater and more powerful than the devil? Do you believe that? 
Let me say it again. Do you really believe that the abiding presence of God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit inside of your spirit man, which is inside of your body, is in real life greater and far more powerful than the devil. Do you believe that? All of you don't. Amen? I hope that all of the saints come to truly believe this. Why? Because it is the truth. Cause it is the truth. And to believe anything else is to believe a lie. Refusing to believe the truth is to be in agreement with the devil, who is the father of lies. Refusing to believe the truth is to be in agreement with the devil, who is the father of lies. Any of the saints who are still afraid of the demons need to closely examine your beliefs. Any of the saints who are still afraid of the demons need to closely examine your beliefs. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Second Corinthians chapter 13. Uh-huh. I'll give you a minute to get there. Second Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going to verse 5. Amen. Amen. Examine yourself. It didn't say examine your spouse. It said examine yourself, whether ye be in the faith. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Amen. In other words, are you really Christian? Check up on yourself and see, are you really a Christian? Do you pass the test? Prove your own self. Do you pass the test? Ask Jesus. You might not tell the truth. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. You see, either Jesus Christ is in you, His presence and his power are in you, or else you're just pretending to be a Christian when you actually aren't at all. I pray you pass the test. Amen. You know, the church is full of pretenders, and I pray that you're not one of them. 
saints, we must believe in God's power in our lives. We must believe in God's power in our lives. Jesus Christ is not weak in his dealings with you, but he is only mighty power within you. Amen? His weak human body died on the cross. But now he lives by his mighty power to have weakness in the flesh, but now as saints we live and are strong in Christ. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. In Joel chapter 3, the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Hmm. So if you've been going around talking about how weak you are, and how vulnerable you are, the Bible still says, let the weak say that I am strong. Seems to me you're going to have to change what you've been saying. You're going to have to finally admit to the truth. Because the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Hmm. I'm too weak. I can't fight the devil. Can't make it. You just told a tale that's not the truth. And you need to stop telling those tales. You see, the Bible says you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Well, you shouldn't bear false witness against the work of Jesus Christ either. Amen. We have the benefit of God's power working through us and for us, even as we face the demons. Really? Yes, that is the truth. And you know that if you've been here with us for any small amount of time. You've seen that. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Luke. Chapter 10, verse 17. In this verse, in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the disciples returned from an assignment 
which Jesus had given to them. When they returned, they said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. That's right. The 70 returned again with joy, saying, no, they weren't sad. They weren't depressed. They weren't oppressed. The devils didn't beat them up. They returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Isn't that interesting? When the disciples used Jesus' name, the demons had to come under the control and and authority of the power in Jesus' name. That's right. And that's the way it still is the way it really is. And to believe anything else is to believe a lie. Amen. Luke chapter 10, beginning with verse 18. Luke chapter 10, beginning with verse 18. Speaking of Jesus, Jesus is talking here. And he said unto them, these same disciples, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Well, you see, Satan thought he could have a rebellion against God. And I don't think it lasted a whole second. He staged a rebellion. He tried to pull off a coup on God, and it didn't work. It backfired, backfired terribly. And this is the result. Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now, somewhere along the line, some people get the idea that Jesus was off in the corner somewhere, hiding behind a curtain, watching all this go on. You know, I don't know where you got that idea from, but you need to send it right back to the pit of hell where it came from because there is no truth in that little idea at all. Jesus was right there in the center of the entire thing. Those of you who have those little pictures of Jesus and he looks like he hadn't eaten in about five years. Looks like he needs a a super energy pill or something. Well, that's not what Jesus looked like anyway, so you need to throw that in the trash. Some artist pulled that stunt, and I hope that he asked the Lord to forgive him because that's just not the truth. Okay? Not Jesus. I don't know who did that, but I hope God had mercy on his soul. So, as we see, Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I live in a state where there's a lot of lightning. I think we're the lightning capital of the world down here. 
So I know what it's like for lightning to suddenly appear. It doesn't take long at all. Behold, I give unto you power, Jesus says. Where he says, I give unto you, you need to write your name right there. Right there where it says you, put your name right there. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. No matter how intense the battle, you're going to come through if you stand in faith believing. If you do what we teach you to do, you're going to come through. Amen? Not sta- notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you. See, he says it right there. Those spirits, those demons will become subject unto you. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's extremely important. Amen. Because you know Jesus said that if we don't live the way he's called us to live, that he will blot our names right out of that book. And he meant it. And he still does mean it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have been given power over every kind of demonic entity there is. We've been given power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you believe that thing? Do you really believe it? Amen. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. Wherefore God also hath exalted him, talking about Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Demons' knees have to bow too. It's in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. No matter where it is, it's got to bow. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Jesus is in control, saints. We need to know this. But do you believe it? I know you've heard it. I know I've preached it to you. I've taught you this. But do you really believe it? Satan and the demons may resist your commands at first, but if you continue in faith believing the truth of God's word, 
you will prevail over the demons. Yes, you must have some persistence and some determination, some faith in Jesus Christ, some faith in his Father. That's right. You've got to have faith in the word of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. You see, it works by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And everyone needs to grow in faith. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. In Matthew, Jesus gave his disciples power over unclean spirits. That's right. In Luke 9, Jesus gave his disciples power and authority over all devils. So, saints, how is it that you have such weak faith? Mm-hmm. Good question. The Lord Jesus Christ, our commander-in-chief, gave all of his saints power over the devil. Yes, that includes you. And you need to start with the devils in you. What will you say to the Lord when you meet him face to face? When he reminds you that he died on the cross for you to receive power over the demons, but you chose to hide in fear rather than to obey his commands in faith. I'll ask again, what will you say to the Lord? When you meet him face to face, when he reminds you that he died on the cross for you to receive power over the demons, but you chose to hide in fear rather than to obey his commands in faith. Hmm. I hope you have a ready answer. John chapter 14, verse 12. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 12. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus says that he faced Satan and all of his demons. And you know that he did. We've talked about that. I've taught you about that. Jesus speaking in this verse, John chapter 14, verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Do you believe that? And greater works then these shall he do. Do you believe that? 
because I go unto my Father. Now, let me explain this to you. I know some of you during the course of your life have been to these religious churches. And whenever this scripture is read, they'll tell you, oh, greater works. We can, we're only going to do more of them, but we're not going to actually do greater works than Jesus did. Well, that's not what Jesus said if you read the scripture. Jesus said, and greater works than these shall he do. Now, either Jesus is telling the truth or that religious minister that you listen to is telling the truth. I know that it's Jesus and not the minister. I know you've heard ministers cast shade on Jesus when it comes to this scripture, but I'm challenging you now in the name of Jesus Christ to cast down that imagination and those high words that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and bring those thoughts captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Bind those words in Jesus' name. Pull them out of your memory right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Cast that unbelief down right now. In the name of Jesus. When the Bible says greater works than these shall he do, that's exactly what God means. The Bible says we're not to add to nor take away from what he said. And that's what he means. Praise the Lord. Amen. So Jesus says, that he faced Satan and all of his demons. He has empowered you to overcome as well. So what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And why don't you believe the word of God? Why don't you believe the word of God? Can't lie. So why is it you don't believe him? Unbelief in the word of God is a various, very serious crime against God. Mm-hmm. It's a very serious crime against God. In essence, you are saying by your behavior is that you're not so certain about what God has said. You're not so certain about it. Why? Well, somewhere in your mind, you think God can lie. That's why. Somewhere in your mind, you're falsely accusing God of lying. That's right. The Bible says, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not bear false witness against God either. You're saying to God that I don't really trust you. 
you're not all that you say you are. That's what you're saying. You're saying, I don't really trust you. I don't trust what you're telling me. I don't trust what the Bible says. I'm not putting my confidence in you. That's what you're saying to God. Dangerous. Because you've got to serve somebody, whether it be Satan or it be Jesus Christ. You've got to serve somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1. When you choose not to completely trust God, you are telling him that you don't believe what he has said. You're telling him that his character, which is holy, is not holy. Think that you'd be bold enough to do that. Titus chapter 1, verse 2. Titus chapter 1, verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. You may highlight that part. God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Amen? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. That's, you're telling God that he's a liar, and that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. That's extremely dangerous. First Kings chapter 8, verse 56. First Kings chapter eight verse sixty six. First Kings chapter eight verse fifty six. Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There hath not Fail one word of all his good promise. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. Hebrews. Chapter 16, Hebrews, chapter 6, and verse 18. Amen. And I'm going to start at verse 16. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation 
is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, that would be us, the immutability, what does that mean? The unchangeableness, the unchangeableness of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. that by two immutable or unchangeable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. Possible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. It is impossible for God to lie. God is holy. He can't lie. So for you to say that you don't trust him, for you to say that you don't believe his promises, means you're calling him a liar to his face. That's what you're doing. I wanted you to clearly understand that. No, saints, it is not God who is walking in a lie. It's someone else. I wonder who the someone else is. Mm Mm-hmm. Amen. No, God isn't lying. God can't lie. I wonder who's telling the lie this time. Ephesians. Chapter 6, Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Amen? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ah, we're supposed to depend on God's power and might? Yes. We're supposed to be strong in the Lord. Put on. Here's another one of those commands Jesus has given us. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wow. So if I do what God says, if I decide to be strong in the Lord and depend on his power and his might, if I put on the whole armor of God, then he'll help me to stand against the strategies, plans, and tactics, and wiles of the devil. I won't be vulnerable. I'll be in Christ Jesus. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. At the opening prayer, you heard me bind them all. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God so that you will be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. It didn't say cave into your emotions and just fall apart. No, having done everything that God says to do, stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. You've got to have the truth in the inward part. When you choose not to believe the word of God, when you choose to call God a liar, you don't have truth in you. You've got lies and deception. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Well, where did that come from? It came from Jesus Christ. He gave us his righteousness. And on the cross, he took on our sins. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the gospel that brings peace between man and God. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Yes, you'll need your faith. Wherewith? ye shall be able to quench, put out the fire of all the fiery darts of the wicked. Because the wicked have got plenty of fiery darts. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So if you don't believe the word of God, If you don't believe what God says, if you really don't believe it, how are you going to have a sword in battle? Hmm, that's interesting. How is that going to work for you? The Lord has given us his armor, which we are to arm ourselves with always. The Lord has given to us his armor, which we are to arm ourselves with always. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We don't use cannons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not worldly. They're not earthly. But mighty through God. No, it didn't say through your emotions. Through your imaginations, no. Through God. Pulling down of strongholds. 
What stronghold? Here it is. Casting down imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, who's responsible for bringing your thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Who's the responsible party? Do you know? You should. Do you know the answer to the question? Who is the responsible party? Amen? Who is the party that is responsible for bringing your thoughts Subject to the obedience of Christ. Well, Pastor Pat is not going to do it for you. She left. She went home. I believe you know who the responsible party is. Amen? Saints, we do not war after the flesh. We don't use our emotions. We don't use our moods. We don't use our feelings. We don't use any old stray thought that comes into our mind. We don't use some demonic dream. We don't use some stray vision. We don't use the way we used to do it. No, that's not how it works. We do not war after the flesh does not mean that we do not war at all. I'll say that again. Saints, we do not war after the flesh does not mean that we do not war. It means we don't war carnally, fleshly, in self. No, we do it in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. It does not mean that God is going to do absolutely everything for us. So we can just sit there and um, be like these people who think they're entitled to everything without doing anything. Jesus is not raising an entitled culture. Amen? We do not war after the flesh does not mean that any saint can sit down on God and claim to be too weak and too helpless to bind the devil in Jesus' name. Amen. It does not mean that any saint can sit down on God and claim to be too weak, too helpless to bind the devil in Jesus' name. No saint can claim that they do not have enough faith to bind the devil in Jesus' name. Seeing that God has given 
Yes, God has dealt to every saint the measure of faith. God has dealt to every saint the measure of faith. He gave it to you. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, you see, grace was given unto us. To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Get off your high horse. But to think soberly, be serious about this. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So don't give God this song and dance about you don't have enough faith to bind the devil. He gave it to you in the beginning. That's right. Since God has given to you sufficient grace and faith to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is obvious that this same measure of grace and faith is sufficient to bind the devil in Jesus' name. I'll say it again. Since God has given to you sufficient grace and faith to receive as Lord and Savior, it is obvious that this same measure of faith is sufficient to bind the devil in Jesus' name. The same faith that you use to get born again is the same faith you're going to use to bind the devil in Jesus' name. Therefore, saint of God, you have no excuse, none at all. So refusing to use the faith which God has given to you, refusing to use the faith which God has given to you to obey the command of Jesus Christ, To bind the devil is outright rebellion. Amen. And we all know that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That's right. Refusing to use the faith that Jesus has given to you To obey his command to bind the devil is outright rebellion. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to verse 10 again. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles, the cunning, 
the strategies, the tactics of the devil. Refusing to resist the demons which follow you and are sent to you is outright rebellion against Almighty God. It's the same as witchcraft. Refusing to disconnect from any source of demons coming to you is outright rebellion. Refusing to disconnect from any source of demons coming to you is outright rebellion against Almighty God. Just like what Satan did. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26. I'm sure you're familiar with this passage. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26. And ye shall be holy unto me, God said, for I, the Lord, am holy. And have severed you from other people. God has severed. Okay? What does severed mean? I think you already know. I don't think you need me to explain that. That means there's no longer a connection of any kind between you and those other kind of people. That you should be mine, God says. I have severed, I've cut every tie, every link, every connection that there could ever be. I've severed you from other people, that you should be mine, God says. You're going to be all his, or you're going to go out the kingdom into perdition. Amen. You can't be a part of you in the kingdom and part of you connected to demons. Just, I mean a flow of them, flowing like a river. Because you're going to keep this connection with this uh, uh, activity. You're going to keep this connection with this demonic person. You're going to keep this connection with this demonic relationship or whatever it may be, or this idolatry or this lie or this deception, whatever it is. You're just going to hold on to it anyway because you just don't want to let go. Well, guess what? That puts you in a very awkward position with God. And I would that you would not put yourself in that position. Amen. God has severed you from other people regardless of who they are. That you should be his. Amen? Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So if you're sitting up there harboring fear, 
You did not get this spirit from God. You got it from Satan. Be generous. Give it back. God has not given to his people the spirit of fear. No, but instead a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. A fearful mind is not a sound mind. It's dominated and controlled by a demonic spirit called fear. Saints of God, there is nothing for you to be afraid of in this life or in the life to come unless you have disconnected yourself from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 6. The Lord says to us to forsake the foolish. Drop it. Forsake. Turn your back on. Abandon. Walk away from the foolish. And live. In other words, if you don't forsake the foolishness, it's going to bring death in your life. Foolish and live. And go in the way of understanding. God takes no pleasure in a fool. He's the only wise God, our Savior. Wisdom and foolishness do not combine. Amen. That's the truth. Second Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 14. Be ye not, do not be, unequally yoked together, with unbelievers. That means they can't be your BFF. That's just the way it is. You can't be unequally yoked. A yoke is what you see on oxen that hold the two oxen together so that they stay in step and in harmony and in agreement as they pull the load, be in a harness with an unbeliever. You can't come to me and say, oh, pastor, I believe that this is my wife, and she doesn't have like precious faith with you. Oh, but she'll change. She'll become this and she'll become that. And she'll become the other, and I'm here to tell you, it doesn't work that way, dear. It is a rare day that it, that it changes that way. If, if they don't have it when you meet them, don't expect them to ever have it. Amen? Be ye not unequally open. Oh, she'll get saved. 
It says up front, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Well, 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 he said he was a Christian. No, you're supposed to be inspecting fruit. You're supposed to be walking real tight with the spirit of truth. Because Jesus says, when you follow me, you don't walk in darkness. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? I don't care who the person is. Light and darkness don't go together. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? You hear me bind Belial in the opening prayer. This is a demon spirit that pulls you away from the things of God. There is no relationship there. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, with someone that's an unbeliever? I don't care how bad you want a wife. I don't care how bad you want a husband. You must obey the word of God. Maybe you need to sit what you want down and follow Jesus. It's the right thing for you at the right time. He will bring it to pass. But all your maneuvering, all your scheming, all your devising will not bring to pass the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them, in you, okay, and walk in them, in you, and I will be their God, your God, and they shall be my people, in you. Wherefore, here are your instructions. Get it right. Get it right the first time. Wherefore, come out from among them. Come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord. Separate from them. not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. But I've known them since I was little from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. But they've been so nice to me, and they've done things for me and helped me, and wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We are not to be 
or remain closely associated with those who do not love the Lord. What do the people of the holy God have in common with the people of sin? What true affection can there be between one who is filled with Christ and another who is filled with demons? Your body is God's temple. How can you live as a Christian with a flood of demons coming in you and being sent to you because of your relationship and association with those who are not filled with Jesus Christ? These demons, which you refuse to disconnect from, not only flow to you, they flow to others who you are close to also. Your sin causes trouble and difficulty for many others, not just yourself. Hosea chapter 14, verse 9. Hosea Chapter 14, verse 9. Hosea, chapter 14, verse 9. Is why. And he shall understand these things. Prudent. And he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. And the just shall walk in them, but but the transgressors shall fall therein. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. The way of transgressors is hard. We have commands to obey from Jesus Christ, our commander-in-chief. 1 Peter, chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. 1 Peter, chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. 1 Peter, chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That doesn't mean he's going to scratch you on the wrist. That means he's going to rip you to shreds. Whom resist? 
See, you have to resist the devil. Stand fast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Other Christians are going through it too. So it's not just poor little you. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. We've talked about this before. You're not to give the devil a place for his toenail, much less a foothold. Amen? Neither give place. Room, space to the devil. You chapter 16, verse 19. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Jesus said, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever Thou shalt bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, shall be loosed in heaven. Do you believe this thing? Do you? Do you really believe this? James. Chapter 4, verse 7. James, chapter 4, verse 7. James, chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Chapter 12, verse 29. Matthew, chapter 12, verse 29. Or else. How can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Never forget. That Satan is a liar and a deceiver. He causes bondages, snares, and oppression. Saints, we are commanded to stand against the wiles, the tactics, the strategies, and workings of Satan and the demons. That means that we must oppose them not agree with them. We must oppose them, not agree with them. We must resist them and oppose them. 
not agree with them, and chum with them. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 16. Second Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 16. Second Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? Why are you in idolatry? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. From among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Don't go back to that mess. And I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 9. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 9. I wrote unto you in an epistle, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters, for then ye must needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother, called a brother, called a brother, yes, considered as a Christian. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such an one, know not to eat. No, you can't go to lunch. Did I make that plain? No, you can't go to lunch. Saints, we are no longer to live our lives to please ourselves, but rather to please God. Saints, we are not to keep company with anyone who claims to be a Christian, but indulges in sexual sins, or is greedy, or is a swindler, and a cheat, or worships any type of idolatry, or is a drunkard, or is abusive. Good thing? Great. I'm glad you understood. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm glad that you understood. Because God wants to make sure that you understand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's important to understand what God said. Amen. It's important to understand what God said. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's important to understand. It's important to obey. Praise God. 
Amen. It's important to obey. Amen. I'm going to go as far as I can with these adjudications because of the time. And they'll be posted sometime tomorrow in the prayer room. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for the word tonight. We want to thank you for that sharp two-edged sword that sets us free from the lies of the enemy. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning as the Supreme Court continues to chip away at abortion procedures, conservative pundits, pro-life activists, and even some liberal commentators are beginning to acknowledge that abortion is about more than just medical emergencies. It's about free, consequence-free sex. That's what it's about. Perversion. You can do whatever you want to do without any consequences. On a recent Saturday edition of MSNBC's The Saturday Show, host Jonathan Capehart and Rethinking Sex author Christine Ember discussed the implications of abortion becoming increasingly difficult to obtain. Capehart asked Ember how post-Roe America is altering the dynamics of relationships and sex. Ember replied that it is having a chilling effect on relationships. She went on to explain that women are less likely to enter into relationships because they fear the loss of autonomy if they become pregnant. She also noted that men are increasingly seeking out vasectomies because they don't want to risk having an unintended pregnancy. Perhaps all of these things, I mean, we've already heard conversation about, you know, the so-called sex recession, and now we are on course now in a relationship recession. Fewer people are entering relationships, getting married, finding partners, and when you talk to young people, you see that decisions like this, excuse me, lack of bodily autonomy is really affecting their decision-making. This should come as no surprise to anyone who's been paying attention. The pro-abortion movement has always been about consequence-free sex, not medical emergencies or women's health. It's about a woman's right to do whatever she wants with her body and not be held accountable for it. What's even more concerning is the fact that liberals are now advocating for the transition of gender among children in order to create a consequence-free lifestyle. They want kids to be able to identify however they want and not be held responsible for their actions. This is a dangerous path we're heading down. It's time for liberals to admit that abortion is about more than just medical emergencies. 
It's about consequence-free sex of their actions. We must protect the lives of the unborn and put an end to the liberal agenda of promoting a culture of irresponsibility. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications in Jesus' name. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning when Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested and and indicted after squandering billions of dollars of investor funds, the harmed investors cheered his arrest, and the U.S. government quickly released Bankman-Free on $250 million bail. Can you make that bail? Hmm. By contrast, when the founder of the Chinese whistleblowers, Miles G, we'll call him, was arrested this Wednesday, March 15th, new federal state of China supporters, whom prosecutors claim are victims of Mr. G, stood firmly behind him, demanding his immediate release while pointing to the Chinese Communist Party's successful weaponization of the Department of Justice. According to the new federal state of China, the only danger that investors face is from the Southern District of New York prosecutors attempting to confiscate their investment funds by force. Miles G., they say, gave up tens of billions of his own wealth to dedicate himself to taking down the CCP. For millions of new federal state of China supporters, the only threat to their fight for freedom is the tyrannical Chinese Communist Party. Despite the nonviolent nature of the allegations against Mr. G, the Southern District of New York prosecutor Damian Williams, who has who also led the prosecution against Bankman Freed, filed a questionable motion preventing Mr. G from getting bail, arguing the so-called flight risk, and asked for Mr. G to be detained until trial. Williams, a Biden appointee who previously worked at the law firm Paul Weiss, before joining DNY as a prosecutor has strong ties to the CCP that may explain the harsh treatment of Mr. G. Mm-hmm. NFSC claims that compromised lawyers and judges involved in Miles's case, like Luke Dispens and Gary Ostringer, began their relationship with the CCP through their law firm. As the first U.S. law firm to enter China in 1981, Paul Weiss has hundreds of lawyers in China with offices in Shanghai, Beijing, and Hong Kong, raking in billions, representing CCP state-owned enterprises. In 2017, 
former Secretary of Homeland Security during Obama's administration, Jay Johnson, then a partner at Paul Wise Law Firm, met with Mr. G in a bid to represent Mr. G's political asylum application. Unbeknownst to Mr. G, Johnson secretly recorded the meeting and later leaked it to the CCP. Since 2017, Mr. G has been sued in over 70 litigations by CCP proxy, the Chinese Communist Party proxy, mostly financed by three Communist Chinese Party billionaires. This kind of deep infiltration of the U.S. justice system is dubbed unrestricted lawfare. And NFSC supporters have long called for Congress to investigate the weaponization of the justice system against Mr. G and other Chinese dissidents. Beginning in early February, a month before Miles G's arrest on March 15th, the NFSC supporters began requesting that the U.S. Congress investigate what they call lawfare. The group met with over 50 congressional offices, providing comprehensive reports detailing the Chinese Communist Party's infiltration inside the Department of Justice and requesting the Weaponization Committee investigate. The NFSC supporters also made clear to Congress is not seeking any funding or other support. They say that freedom-loving Chinese people have shared have a shared interest with the American people in saving America, beginning with rooting out communist infiltration. The NFSC understands that China cannot be freed from the CCP without securing America first. And they believe that the message they shared with the 50-plus congressmen resonated so well that the Chinese Communist Party, in premeditated retaliation, went into overdrive against Mr. G. At 6 a.m. on Wednesday, March 15th, just days after the NFSC completed their congressional visit, hundreds of FBI agents stormed Mr. G's 18th floor residence in New York. The FBI took Mr. G under custody without bail and later allegedly caused a fire while executing a search warrant that severely damaged the property. At the time of this article's publication, the FBI is still holding Mr. G under its custody, refusing any visitations for a full week, citing COVID restrictions. The timing of this event raises questions as it comes on the heels of the NFSC asking Congress to investigate the allegations against Mr. G in the context of the communist Chinese Party's weaponization of the U.S. legal system. 
the group's vast last visits to congressional offices took place between March 5th and 10th. Just three business days later, the FBI raided Mr. G's residence and took him into custody. Though the FBI made the arrest, the plaintiffs in the case filed in the Southern District of New York against Mr. G are from China. And the SD New York prosecutors were forced to admit in court that the U.S. government has been working a lot with China in what appears to be a mostly Chinese-led prosecution against Mr. G. Joe Hall writes, the case was brought forward in the notoriously corrupt Southern District of New York. This is the same court that saw the bogus cases against Steve Bannon, Brian Colfidge, and other patriots behind the We Build the Wall effort. These men were charged in a political hit from the SDNY, Hoff continues. The SDNY is also where a corrupt Clinton judge has allowed the case to move forward where E. Jean Carroll claims President Trump raped her in a Bergdorf Goodman store in downtown New York. Most troubling of all, as Hoff points out, the SDNY is also where the FTX case is taking place and where the Democrat-related SBF was allowed to go to his parents' luxurious home in California rather than spend time in jail in New York after defrauding thousands of FTX customers. While Sam Bankman-Fried enjoys his parents' home, in spite of the fact that Bankman-Fried actually did flee the U.S., Miles G. is, as of this writing, still being detained under arrest. This is just one more example of the DOJ's troubling two-tiered justice system. It is time for Congress to step in and put a stay on this case, pending their investigation and oversight of this matter. This is not just about a Chinese dissident or even the millions of anti-Chinese communist politicians party followers asking for justice. This is a test of the U.S. government to see if we will address the CCP's infiltration of our own government and restore the fair and equal principles of the rule of law. We thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning this matter. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning an 80-year-old Midwestern woman from an affluent suburban area made nearly 9,000 small donations totaling more than $330,000 to political causes and candidates in four years, according to federal election records. She says she didn't. 
she says she didn't. Would not slip by me, she said. If I was losing money, I'd know it. It wasn't my money. I am a frequent and generous giver. I estimate I contribute about 50 times per year. I know every penny I donate. The woman, known as Donor C, was also surprised to learn that Federal Election Commission reports show small donations appearing in her name after she stopped giving. There's a hole somewhere that needs to be plugged, and I'd like to see that done. I'd like to know if this is elder abuse, she said. Election Watch, a national election integrity watchdog group, is raising questions about more than 10,000 individual donors who are listed on the FEC database as having each contributed thousands of times in four years. The data are raising eyebrows among investigators because surveys have shown that American political contributors donate far less often. In the following examples taken directly from the FEC database, the donor's identities won't be disclosed. One of the many examples cited by Election Watch is a 77-year-old Colorado woman referred to as Donor A. She contributed more than 59,000 times in separate donations, totaling more than 279,000 in the 2020 and 2022 election cycles. Another contributor, Donor B, 74, a woman from Kansas, donated 65,489 times, giving more than $223,000 over the same period. When asked about Donor C's situation and the above comments, FEC spokesperson Christian Hilliard answered in an email. I wouldn't be able to speculate or comment on specific financial activity. However, duplicate contributions may appear in our database if they were earmarked through a conduit committee. The same contribution is reported by both the conduit committee and the recipient committee. It is the responsibility of a committee's treasurer to monitor contributions to ensure that they comply with the legal limits and source prohibitions of federal campaign finance law and agency regulation. Christopher Gleason, an election watch computer analyst, responded to the FEC explanation. We are not just seeing duplications. We are looking at thousands of transactions recorded in FEC reports showing individual donors making multiple small contributions dozens of times a day, week in and week out, to the same recipients. 
Another example from the Election Watch study is an individual referred to as Donor D. The FEC database shows Donor D making more than 37,000 separate small contributions during the 2020 and 2022 election cycle, as well as a few in early 2023, totaling more than $139,000. Most of those contributions went to a handful of political action committees in increments of three or $5 each. The same political action committee is listed as receiving 10 to 15 3 and $5 don- donations per day from Donor D, day after day. FEC records show that many of Donor D's multiple daily contributions were made on consecutive days, pattern of donations, repeats multiple times over the course of several years. Donor D, 84 years old, said that his donating 20 times per day is possible, saying, we have to get the GOP out. Donor D's scenario may be a classic illustration of the Internet fundraising phenomenon some pundits call fun raging. Fun raging is an online solicitation technique in which a single donor is emailed numerous politically or social, socially incendiary messages followed by an urgent request for an immediate digital donation. Donor D said of his online solicitors, they love me. Donor D's son told, said in a phone interview, I knew my dad was an active donor, but I had no idea it was that often and that much. He will click on anything. The FEC database shows several instances of scores of donations being attributed to a name or an address remarkably similar to Donor D's personal information. When thousands of names are listed on official, uh uh-oh, let me go back. It went too fast. Okay. Okay. When thousands of names are listed on official FEC records donating thousands of times per year, that in itself raises questions, and so do the derivations clearly stem from those original names, Gleason said. Derivations are other entirely separate contribution listings that appear with names and addresses that vary slightly from the main listing in spelling. The use of a middle initial, nickname, house number, street name spelling, or employer. An individual contributor referred to as Donor E, 72, from Louisiana, is recorded by the FEC as donating 6,554 times in the 2020 and 2022 election cycles with contributions totaling 421,000 
$112. Election Watch researchers discovered other contribution entities, entries attributed to 24 variations of Donor E's personal identity information. Draza Smith, a licensed engineer and computer control specialist working on the Election Watch team said, the differences appear to be deliberate. These are not mistakes that are found and then corrected on next year's report. They remain year after year. These permutations are recognized by the human eye as being slight variants of an original, but a computer reads and treats them as a completely different entry. We are seeing the same pattern on the Florida voter registration rolls. Smith said she hasn't discovered any campaign contribution limit violations and suggested that the name and address derivatives are a way of keeping donors under the limit. The frequency and sheer volume of the transactions over years makes me think the activity is not likely a little old man clicking his PC pay buttons 50,000 times, Gleason said. In my opinion, it is behaviorally impossible for thousands of Americans to each be making thousands of donations per year. It is so methodical and structured that it appears to be done by a computer program. Mm-hmm. A computer program. The beauty of our study, it is based on the FECs on data. When I asked them for an explanation, I heard nothing. What can they say? Gleason said he and the Election Watch team profiled hundreds of the most prolific donors around the country. The study found that most of them are unemployed, elderly, white, flaming liberals that hate Trump and live in fairly affluent neighborhoods. The five donors mentioned above come from areas with homes ranging in value from 240000 to 800000 They are good prospects for bad actors because these people may not be very computer savvy or financially vigilant and already have an established record of making numerous online donations, he said. Election Watch is encouraging individual donors and their family members to go to the FEC online database and check out their own listings. All listings are public information. Some of the largest credit card processing services dealing with the collection and distribution of political contributions do not verify credit cards. Do not verify credit cards. And some small and some charge a small fee per transaction. Election Watch investigator investigator Peter Benegger said, two of the most successful of these organizations are Act Blue, a Democrat fundraising workhorse, and Win Red on the Republican side. Maryland attorney, CPA, and well-known election integrity crusader Walter Charlton said that he's hiring private investigators to contact his state's most prolific 
and repetitive small donors to determine whether their names are being used to make political contributions without their knowledge. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, when you follow the money, you'll learn a lot. Brother Marshall, we are ready to pray, sir. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're ready to hear us, and we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your adjudication. Your hand's not too short to save. We thank you for the full price Jesus paid. The full price Jesus paid for each of us. And it's not an accident that Jesus hung on that tree, because he knows it's not just a few crooked people in politics or in different companies or different corporations or different countries. The heart of man is desperately wicked, and who can know it? But, Lord, you created mankind. And back in the book of Genesis, when you finished the creation, you said, very good. And then there was a little boo-boo. It was just one verse Adam and Eve had to obey, and they uh, didn't. So, Father God, we know all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's why Jesus had to do the Galatians 3:13 and 14. And we thank you, Jesus, for doing that. For Christ hath redeemed us, purchased us back from the devil. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessed of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And we thank you, Father. Father Abraham is an example of faith. And who met him? Melchizedek. What did he bring forth? Bread and wine. Did he drink into one spirit with the Lord? Did he hear the Lord's voice? Did he obey him? Obedience is still better than sacrifice. But Lord Jesus, you're the ultimate sacrifice. And you're the only one who's been completely holy, 100% obedient. You only did the Father's will. So we thank you for that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. That's how we come before your throne, Father God, with our big brother Jesus. Hey, for Christ's sake, for the Lord's sake. It's not a swear. It's because he paid the price, Father. That's the only way we can come. We come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace. We ask for adjudications. And every one of these items the pastor's brain has just gone through very carefully. So, Father God, you know, you said in the last times there'll be a great falling away. Pat Holiday talked about that. Pastor Sabrina's talked about that. And people, you know, they're just following the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life, all those things. And now people don't like consequences, Lord. But abortion still has consequences. Even people get abortions. They just don't always know what the abortion, the abortion consequences are to themselves, emotionally, physically, and not to mention their child, that they, the mom or the dad, chose to make that choice. But now people are beginning to face truth or consequences, that there is a truth, an ultimate truth, and we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The people that never accepted Jesus, they go to the great white throne of judgment, and then they say, your name's not in the book of life, into the fire. And we don't want anybody to have to go there, Father. So we intercede, Father. We pray for those who despitefully use us. We ask you to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, draw multitudes in the valid decision of the Lord Jesus. Father, when Job was going through all his ordeals, the, whole, the bulk of the book of Job, J-O-B, the, he went through that tremendous ordeal, Father God. When did you restore everything to him? Oh, when you prayed, when he prayed for his friends. And who were his friends? 
those three guys that started out saying, well, it's because you're a dirty rascal and you're a sinner. Well, Job did have a few issues. He wasn't born holy. Because the Bible says everyone has sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What is this in the book? You being in the book of Job? Yeah, it says he, he, he did no sin. But you know what? Everybody sinned. That, it, people take that and run with it, but you, you need more than one verse. So, Father God, we pray for those because you told us to. Like you said in in Matthew uh, 5, 44, we're going to be reading soon, Father, and and uh, Luke 6, 28, and maybe 35, somewhere in Luke chapter 6. But, but when Job prayed for his friends, uh, you gave him back everything. So, Father, we pray for our friends, uh, those people that want to do these nasty, nasty things to cause gender confusion, to cause people to say, oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You can molest children. You can rape, pillage, and steal and do all that stuff. That's what the devil likes to do. Father, we bind those sick and perverted spirits, Father God, because you said whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And also you said, if two of you on earth agree to touch anything, ask it shall be done in my Father's in heaven. So not just Matthew 18 and 18, but yes, definitely Matthew 18 and 18, because of they're more with us than with them, Father. So with that, thank you, Father God, for sending your obedient angels to make all the demons accountable. We first bind the strong man. We bind you, Satan, in the mind body. We bind you, the spirit of Levitan. We bind you, every spirit of perversion, every spirit of mammon, every spirit of lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, every one of your underlings, Satan, they're bound you, Satan, and all you're bound from our positions, even how many places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 6, according to Proverbs 18, 10, according to the end of Psalm 91. We claim all the benefits of Psalm 91 over all the saints, not just associated with Miracle in the Church, Miracle Outreach Ministry, all the saints everywhere, including in the Middle East. Including the Middle East. We bind every one of your little underlings, Satan, including those being re- unleashed during Ramadan and the, the perverse fast they do to an unholy God. We bind every one of those sacrifices to devils and every one of the witches' covens at any time, including the, whenever the full moon is coming up. We bind every one of those demons that are being unleashed against the saints, including all the children, because the devil likes to kill the children. He likes to really rub it in God's face. He likes to say, nah, 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 but he can't do that and get away with it. So Satan, you're bound. Whatever you for thou shalt decree a thing that shall be established unto thee, and shalt according to Job 22.20, as join heirs with Christ, according to Romans chapter 8, verses 15 to 17 because we've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father Father we thank you for unleashing your obedient warning angels there are definitely more with us than with them like you said in Second Kings at chapter 6 beginning at verse 16 so we thank you for sending your obedient angels we ask you to blind the enemy Father God from seeing any saint Father God keep us all hidden under the blood of Jesus and we speak confusion division confusion division enemies camp confusion division confusion division enemies camp confusion division enemies camp in every one of these situations including not just in the things they're trying to do to overturn the, the uh, sending back of the abortion issue to the states Father God and all their end runs they're trying to do to, to change that all the end runs they're trying to do to keep the hospitals funded that are that are uh, having children's parents confused and allowing their children some people that haven't even asked the parents they just oh sure you can cut off this part and, and take these gender affirming hormones 
uh, who, who affirming whose idea of what's supposed to be. The devil's idea of what's supposed to be, calling a boy a girl or a girl a boy. What kind of perversion is that? Not to mention the other multiple genders they're coming up with. Calling, oh, I want to be a frog, or I want to be a doggy, or whatever. Father, we bind every spirit of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. We bind every spirit of perversion and confusion, every sick and perverse spirit upon pedophilia, every spirit raping and pillaging, is bound and gagged. Every one of your perversions are bound, Satan, in Jesus' name, because of the bloody covenant. Because you said, not only in Matthew 16, 19, what if you bind on earth is bound in heaven, but, but also in Mark Chapter, chapter 3, because Jesus made it abundantly clear that there's going to be an end of Satan's nonsense in Jesus' name. Help me, Jesus. Jesus says in Mark 3.26, and if Satan rise up against himself. So there is a, there is a, a great strife amongst the global elite they're, they're vying for power. They all think there's going to be this great new reset, and they want to be in charge of it. Oh, there's the WEF on one side, and the very dark, dark hat people on one side, and the light gray hat on the other side. Oh, yeah, but you can choose to do this. You can choose to sell your soul to the devil and end up in the same place as the other. So, Father God, <coughs> you can, Father God, we thank you for the people that are standing for the truth, including this person who was trying to uncover what the CCP was trying to do through lawfare, including, what was his name? Miles G. Father God, we ask for your divine intervention adjudication, everyone in these situations, including Sam Bankman Freed. How did he manage to come up with a $250 million bail? That's a nice chunk of change. I guess where did he get that from? Oh, all the FTX. So, Father, maybe he got it from somewhere else. Who funded him? So, Father, there's a lot of people funding things, a lot of people funding all these people, all these lovely little uh, 70, 80-year-old people in the Midwest donating multiple, multiple, multiple times, uh, 330,000, 279,000, 223,000, 139,000, all these times. Maybe there is one 84-year-old man that wants to click, click, click. I had a, a, an elderly uh, mother-in-law, and, and, and she didn't play with the computer. She had enough trouble trying to find the TV station for a while there. For many years, she just stuck on the Weather Channel, too. They took that away because, oh, she'd have to, to click up to a, a more expensive program because they want to steal, kill, and destroy coming against the elderly. They want, In fact, they want to murder them. It's kind of about that way. Euthanasia is very vogue and in vogue, not just in, in Canada. Oh, it's in vogue all over the place. It's in vogue with all those people in the steel, kill, and destroy. All those people that made Satan their boss and those people that don't have any heart of compassion, Father God. Jesus was just constantly being moved with compassion, Father. He said our faith, excuse me, our, our faith worketh by love. Why do we love anyone? Because Jesus is guiding us with his eye, and his eyes are red with wine. He said, he said, the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. Think making an atonement for all of our souls. You said, in your patience, possess you your souls. And, and, and you said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. How can we love these people that are doing these horrific things, Father? It's because our battle is not against the people against the demons that they bowed down to. Maybe they were hoodwinked as little children. Maybe they were pillaged and raped. Maybe not pillaged. Maybe they were raped. Maybe they were molested in nursery school or God knows where, in daycare. Maybe 
molested by relatives, Father God. We ask you, Father God, have mercy on those. Some of those people, they have relatives that look very distinguished. Oh, he's the deacon in the church, and he's a very well-to-do lawyer. But he likes all those things to do with Satan and puts out cigarette butts on his child's body and maybe does worse. So, Father God, we ask you to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction of those that can repent. And those that cannot repent, we ask for divine help and adjudication on each and every one. And all these people, we ask for your adjudication every one of these things, including not just coming against Sam Bankman Freud and what he's been up to and, and Miles G and the people that are trying to throw him. How about all the people from January 6, two years ago, held without that due process, Father God. You said when us to do that. And all these people that the Election Watch people have been uncovering, and this fellow Gleason or whatever, appears to have a very convincing uh, perspective that perhaps it's all done by computer programming. All these $3, $5 donations over and over and over and over again, and they don't even bother to check the credit cards. Father, we ask you to bring all, for this adjudication to come before you, Father God, in Jesus' name, because we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ at some time, Father. And that's when the blood of Jesus is going to be on our side. Because no one can make ourselves righteous. No, the Pharisees couldn't do it. They tried. Saul of Tarsus, he, he, he said he kept the Jewish law. But, but what was he doing with all those believers in the, in the Lord Jesus? Because he thought they were all heretics. What, what, did, what, what happened with them? Oh, he, he commanded them to blaspheme and deny the Lord. And how about all these people that try to lock people up so they couldn't go to their local little churches and have communion? Some of those people don't know how important having communion is. A lot of people don't. I didn't know. You've been teaching me. Because all of your children shall be taught of the Lord. We're not saved by our goody-two-shoes wanting to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Well, that's a good thing. But we better have a holy, holy fear of his name written in the blood of the Lamb. Because not only his eyes red with wine, like it says in Genesis where is that? 49, 12. But it says in Revelation 19, 12, his eyes is a flame of fire, and he knows what every one of us are thinking. You can look at Matthew. Matthew, where's that? 9, 4, something like that. Because Jesus knew what the Pharisees were thinking in their hearts. And that's what's so important, Father. Help us all to know what we're thinking in our hearts. Father, we ask for your divine help and adjudication in every one of these situations. And so you say in your word, Lord, and one of the people in the global chat room, or prayer room, chat room, was reminded me some time ago that the French Huguenots were being arrested and scooped up by the uh, the religious time back then, uh, whenever that was, in the 1600s or whatever. They kept quoting the word of God, and their, their army sent by the, the Catholic establishment, they fell back. Just kind of like the people came to arrest Jesus. They fell back, too, under the authority of the Most High God. Let God arise, like it says in your word in Psalm 68. Let his enemies be scattered. So divide him and scatter them, Father God. Let them also, they hate him, flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. There's a museum in London that have all these fancy, uh, important people made images in wax, Father God. And none are they going to melt away. The actual people they represent are going to melt away. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Let them exceedingly rejoice because God is for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Sing unto God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rides upon the heaven by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. That's like Yahweh Elohim, right? But whose name is Yahweh? Yahweh. The name the Jewish people don't even want to say out loud. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. You're the judge of the widows. 
How about that Midwestern woman who supposedly donated $330,000, and she knows where she gave, and she knows she didn't give all those things, Father God. So we ask for adjudication. Cut about that away. You're the father. Cut about that away. A father, a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows. Yeah, you're the father of the fatherless. She said your mother and father forsake you. The Lord will take you up. A lot of these elderly people, they don't have their natural moms and dads with them anymore, so we thank you for taking enough and interceding for them, Father God, and overturning the fault election system, including all this nonsense of lawfare they're using to throw patriots in prison and to let the, the evil go free, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for, for AK's discernment, Father God, and all you're teaching all of your children, even me, Father God. God said of the solitary in families, he bringeth out those that are bound with chains. We ask you to bring out those that are bound with chains that shouldn't be, like the, who was this fellow, Miles, okay, the Miles G., Father God, as well as the people from January 6th and maybe should have gotten a little trespassing fee and told to go home. Not told to go to Miles' home, when they're very nice and plush, told to go to their own home, very humble dwellings, Father God. You said the meek shall inherit the earth. We thank you, Father God. When God, O oh God, thou wentest forth before the people, when thou didst march through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook, and the heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. And you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Father God. And we thank you for your intervention adjudication. Rebuke the company of spearmen, the multitude of the bulls, those people that worship the bull market, right? That's going to be boop, going down. With the calves of the people, till everyone submit themselves with pieces of silver, scatter thou the people that delight in war. Those people, <coughs> from those people that are trying to hide their misdeeds under trying to, trying to provoke Russia or some other nation, to, maybe China, trying to provoke some nation to start a global bigger war than they already have going. Because, of course, all those people, they make a lot of money during war. And they don't give a hoot about the people die, about what happened in Afghanistan, Father God. They don't give a hoot, Father God. So we ask for a divine intervention, adjudication. Let destruction come upon him as unawares, like it says in Psalm 35, 8. Let his net, net, excuse me, let his net that he hath hid catch himself, maybe even the World Wide Web, expose what's going on. Unto that very destruction, let him fall. Yeah, the WWW, Pat Holiday Dell talked about. That's the net, the WWW. She thinks it re represented 666, and maybe it does. And we ask you for your divine help and adjudication in every one of these situations, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for that, Father, and we give you praise and honor and glory. And it says in Psalm 37, beginning at verse 14, The wicked have drawn out the sword. They have bent their bows to cast down the poor and needy. They're going against those that are trying to stand for the truth, Lord. And to slay such as be of upright conversation. About that older lady in the Midwest, Father God. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. So, Father, their bows, whatever they're using to enforce their rules, Father God, they're making ungodly laws and rules, Father God. We thank you for overturning them. And we thank you for waking up the body of Christ all over your earth, Lord, in your perfect time. In Jesus' name. Even as you, put, you remind us, Father God, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Wherefore, he says, Awake thou that sleepest. They speak to the body of Christ all over the earth. Awake, not just in, in Holland, not just the Netherlands. They don't even want to call it Holland anymore. No, no, no. They want to just blend in all these other people from other nations, from 120 nations, just like Babel. They want to have Babel. They want to have complete Babel nonsense. They don't want people to be united. They don't want people to, be, to actually like the American dream anymore. Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. 
We thank you for translating us, Father God, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, waking up the body of Christ all over your earth. And that Tom and Hicks vision coming to pass, Father God, even as it's already beginning in many states.
Keep mm-hmm. it 